Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, Raider Nation? Matt Holder from Silver and Black Pride here. Since I didn't get an episode out to you guys last Friday, as promised, I'm here with our draft recap podcast. Obviously, the NFL draft was the biggest news for the Raiders this past week, so I figured I'd give you guys a quick rundown slash recap of the picks and let you know what I think about them, kind of what I always do when new guys join the Silver and Black. I'll touch on the undrafted free agents on Friday, and I'll hold on to questions until then as well, so we'll keep today's episode just on the draft. Anyway, that's enough of that, now let's get to it. Trades were the theme of the draft as the Raiders got rid of their first two picks for Devontae Adams during free agency and then traded back from pick 86 to 90 to take Memphis offensive lineman Dylan Parnum. Parnum is originally from Carleton, Georgia, where he was a tight end, a defensive lineman in high school, and ended up being a two-star recruit. He began his college career at tight end before moving to offensive line, and as a redshirt freshman and sophomore, Parnum won the starting left guard job before moving to right tackle as a junior and right guard as a senior. The former Tiger allowed 62 pressures and 9 sacks in 4 seasons, but only 19-1 and one in the last 2 seasons, and earned PFF run blocking grades of 89.8 and 79.2 in 2020 and 2021. To me, Parnum wasn't the sexiest pick and was a bit of a surprise since he's more of an interior offensive lineman than tackle, but I do think he'll at least have a chance to compete for a starting gig in year 1. He's an excellent athlete and shows some impressive strength on the film I've watched of him so far, so I think he could push either Denzel Good or John Simpson out. Some people have talked about Parham playing center and that being his best position moving forward, but I think the Raiders will give Andre James another year to continue to build on what he showed in the second half of last season and the two guards are more on the chopping block. This pick also kind of confirms that Alex Leatherwood will at least get another chance to play at right tackle. Another trade, the Raiders moved up from 126 to 122 to take Georgia running back Zamir White. White grew up in Laurenburg, North Carolina and was a highly touted recruit coming out of high school as a five-star player, the number one running back in the country, and the number 13 player overall. A knee injury ended his freshman season before it even got started, and Georgia always had a crowded backfield when he was there, so White didn't end up get the starting job until his redshirt sophomore season and split carries every year in Athens. He ended up racking up 383 carries for 2,046 yards and 25 touchdowns, 205, 1,638, and 22 of which came in the past two seasons. I'll be honest, this pick was the biggest surprise to me and the one that I liked the least, and it has nothing to do with White as a player. I do think he can be a good back. I just thought the Raiders would address a different position like defensive back or defensive tackle with their second pick of the draft, especially after bringing in some running backs in free agency. Um, It's also interesting that the pick came a day after Dave Ziegler announced he wouldn't be picking up Josh Jacobs and the two other 2019 first-round picks, fifth-year options, so it feels a little like Jacobs is on his way out. I think JJ will still be the lead guy this year, but McDaniels is known for his gap runs, which Jacobs isn't a great fit in, and White had the fifth most carries on gap runs in the SEC last season, so I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see the tide turn later in the year as the rookie gets more comfortable. The one thing Jacobs does have on his potential successor is the ability to make plays in the passing game, though. 
After trading pick 126 to the Vikings for 122 slash white, the Raiders traded again and got their pick back and took LSU defensive tackle Neil Farrell Jr. Farrell is originally from Mobile, Alabama and was a three-star recruit and the 39th defensive tackle in the country for the 2017 class. He got limited playing time as a true freshman, then mixed into the rotation as a sophomore and junior before becoming a starter during his last two years in Baton Rouge. In five seasons, he finished with 143 total tackles, 22 for loss, 7.5 sacks, and 62 pressures with a significant amount of his production coming in this past season. In my opinion, Farrell was the Raiders' best pick of the draft. He has the strength to two-gap and the get-off to penetrate against the run, and that flexibility is surely something new defensive coordinator Patrick Graham will love. Farrell is a bit more potential than production as a pass rusher at this point, but he showed plenty of flashes in that realm on film and at the Senior Bowl. I think he has a chance to start heading into Week 1 and could be the team's eventual replacement to Jonathan Hankins. Las Vegas made a few transactions with their 5th round picks, but ended up with Tennessee defensive tackle Matthew Butler with the 175th overall pick. Butler is another North Carolina native, having grown up in Gardner, where he was a 3-star recruit and the number 19 defensive tackle in the country. He played sparingly as a true freshman in Knoxville before working in the rotation in years 2 and 3, and eventually locking down a first-string role in years 4 and 5. He tallied 152 total career tackles, 16 for loss, 9.5 sacks, and 53 pressures with 8.5 TFLs, 5 sacks, and 31 pressures coming last season. The former volunteer is another intriguing pick to me. I think he'll play a backup role with Bilal Nichols as a 3-5 technique defensive tackle originally, as Butler has plenty of potential as a pass rusher. Right now, I'd say his run defense is ahead of his pass rush skills, but he does have a nasty get-off and can be a force when his technique is right. However, he'll have to get more consistent with the latter to develop beyond being a rotational piece on the defensive line. The Raiders ended up not making a 6th round pick after all of the trades, and instead ended up with a 238th pick overall and took Ohio State offensive lineman Thayer Munford. Munford is also from Ohio, having grown up in Cincinnati. He was a four-star recruit in the 28th ranked offensive tackle coming out of high school, and he got some reps at right tackle as a true freshman. After that season, he switched to the other side of the ball and was the Buckeyes' starting left tackle for three seasons before moving inside a left guard before the start of 2021. The Ohio native ended up allowing 61 pressures and six sacks during his five-year career, 19-1 and one in the last two seasons, and earned PFF run blocking grades of 75 in each of the last three seasons, including in 2020 when he earned a 90.3 mark in that regard. If Farrell is the best pick of the draft, Mumford is the best value. He was well accomplished in college and was ranked much higher than where he was drafted, almost across the board, but likely slid due to his relatively low athletic testing numbers. I think Munford has a chance to earn a role as the Raiders' sixth offensive lineman and could even earn the right tackle spot, which is up for grabs. But regardless, he's another big guy that brings some versatility to Las Vegas' line, having played so many different spots in college. After all the wheeling and dealing was done, the Raiders finally wrapped up the draft with the 250th pick overall and took another running back, UCLA's Britton Brown. Brown is originally from Canton, Georgia, and was a three-star recruit and the number 29 running back in the country for the 2016 class. He went to Duke for his first four years of college and had an impressive campaign as a redshirt freshman with 130 rushes for 701 yards and 7 TDs, but his production dipped from there as it looks like the team started to transition from a gap-heavy system to a zone-heavy rushing attack. 
In two seasons at UCLA, he ended up having 184 carries for 1,158 yards and 11 touchdowns. Look, seventh round picks are always a wild card, but this one was another head scratcher for me. Again, there were other needs outside of running back that the Raiders could have tried to fill, but they opted for another rusher and one that's seemingly better in a gap scheme, further signaling what type of offense McDaniels wants to run. As for Brown's role, He'll likely be a special teamer in year one, and maybe even year two, but he'll have a chance to compete for a roster spot with Amir Abdullah and Trey Ragus. That's it for this week. I'll be back to the normal on Friday and take your questions then, but I just wanted to say thank you guys for all of you guys that have listened to the pod or read my work during the draft season this year. I really enjoyed it, and hopefully you guys did too, and here's to a promising 2022 season. As always, follow me on Twitter, at mholder95, Follow Silver and Black Pride, rate, review, subscribe, and download. Until next time, guys.